Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back for another week of UGA uh, Sports Action Talk. We're, we're glad to be here, Daniel. Sports Action Talk. Well, I was listening to, uh, what, what was that What was that Keanu Reeves uh, movie? <laughs> yeah, that, sound, that sounded very Keanu. I believe it's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> no, 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 The Replacements. No? And, and the radio it's guys that on that one, the, the talk radio guys, uh, got me going on it. But we're glad you're back here with us. Uh, we are talking UGA Sports three days out of this week during the offseason, five days during season. When, when that comes back, Daniel, when that comes back. It's not an if, it's a when. Correct. Um, uh, we're excited to be here today. Just to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Bill Bar. Bill Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you can go to BillBar.com and use the promo code locked on and get $10 off your first order. Clint, tell the people what we're about. Uh, it's pretty simple, actually. It's, it's the most simple thing in the entire world. Daniel and I try to be the best fans of UGA as humanly possible, and we encourage you to do the same and elicit excitement for you to do the same that's what we're about here daniel we're not gurus or insiders we're fans for fans being fans together to quote the great the the great piece of cinema wedding crashers mm. it's just people helping people Clint. that's all that's you know all that's all this is everybody wants to be a part of a miracle and that's what we that's what this podcast is it's just a little it's a little part of a miracle um we're georgia fans you're georgia fans fans this that's what this podcast is as clint said uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we are serious about being Georgia fans. We think it's a noble calling, and we assume that you do as well. So um, uh, we're here to help, help you be the best fans that you can be um, uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we would love for you to join in the conversation. Uh, you can email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Leave the podcast a rating. Leave the mm-hmm. podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, that really does help us out a tremendous amount. It takes about two seconds of your time. Again, we don't care what you type in that little thing. No, I, That's not, well, well. Well, I mean, just type something positive. Correct. Or, or just type like... A S F J K H G D S like that's whatever yeah. that you just type that. I, I don't know if the too. charter of UGA at its inception had as like the preamble, but just copy and paste that. Throw that in there, you know. Copy and yeah, that's the yeah the the alma mater. Sure, just alma mater. The we honor Georgia Hale to thee. It's just type it in there and leave us a review, five stars. Uh, that helps us out a bunch. You can uh, subscribe to the show if you're a real if you're a real uh, fan of the show. You've already got your cat locked mm-hmm. in to mm-hmm. a cat subscription, and so you know what that's about. Um, uh, Clint, before we get into, we got a lot of stuff mm. to cover this week. We got a full docket of shows. Um, uh, we got stuff for the people. We've got some. We got some hypotheticals. We've got some prognostications. Always, we're going to be making some judgments. We're going to be so um, so pretty pretty uh, typical podcasting week for pretty, you and I. Pretty standard week. Yeah. Pretty standard week for us. But before we get into that, um, executive producer intern Michael and I have gotten mm-hmm. together, and we mm-hmm. we would just like to be the first, mm. and by first I mean only, yep. to congratulate you on your victory. In the all-time UGA fantasy team competition, the fans have spoken, mm-hmm. and Clint, they have voted your team as That's the right. best team of the three teams. Clint, 
I'm not going to disparage the fine listeners of the show. I didn't it think was, you would. I will say it was very close. There mm-hmm. were many votes received for all three teams. Um, it was a close race. But in the end, um, credit where credit's due, Clint. The Yankee came out. He did. And he he took home the, the trophy. Georgia fans, you've done this. I can't. I can no longer contain him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever just Clint say. becomes, whatever Clint becomes from this point forward, that's on you. Look, Dale, Dale and I, we have a pretty symbiotic relationship. In so much as we know, if the other got too full of themselves, uh, it's gonna get ugly in a hurry. And um, so, really, the winner of this should have been M Dubs, just for everybody's sanity. But since that, for the sake of the podcast, right. that would have been ideal. Right. But now, every time that there's a questionable take, that Daniel looks at me a little cross and says, "I don't know about that, Clint. I'll just, I'll just put it in his eye hole." Oh, really, Daniel? You don't, you don't trust the guy? Who UGA fans think drafted the best fantasy team of all time? That's going to come out. I'm just saying. It's going to get a lot of mileage. It it must have been a heck of a team because Mike Bobo was your offensive coordinator and you still won. (laughs) I don't know what. I don't know what was. Has it been that long? Has has it been that long that now you've. We've forgotten a thing. It was such a traumatic event. Our brains went into defensive mode and washed that memory out. Is what happened. Clint, let's jump into um, some more uh, serious college football conversation. Um, we, we talked last week about all the some scenarios of when college football might be back. We talked about some, some summer camps being canceled, blah, blah, yeah. blah. More um, is – I should say, is this – is this more informative news or is this just more of the same kind of nonsense? Uh, NCAA president Mark Emmert, um, any credibility there in that name? Any? Uh, I think anytime, anytime you have president in front of something, you're, you're any, speaking for something. Does anyone respect the NCAA or their stance on anything? But I, I digress. He says mm-hmm. there should be... Maybe even more, there can be no sports without students on campus. Clint, what are we to make of this take? Is it is it a big deal, this statement, and what are your thoughts about it? Uh, here's my first take on the statement. One, it is rushed. Uh, Mark. It's May, people. Come, it's May. Come on, Mark. Can we calm down on the May? It's... We, we have just celebrated. I mean, showers are still abound that will bring flowers another time. Okay. The, like cor- Memorial Day is in the distant future. Correct. All right. So let's let's calm down there. Secondly, um, I, I think he made this without talking to some very, very important people, namely those who have, I don't know, something called TV contracts and money. Yeah. So. so it's a lot of. A lot of things so. that you're failing to think about. Um, I think that's. I think rushed is the word that I was going to go for. I'll just piggyback the governor of Oregon into this conversation. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Governor of Oregon, in case you didn't hear, came out and said there will be no sporting events with fans through the month of September. Hello. Which. Which includes Ohio State's scheduled trip to Oregon. Were the people of Oregon looking forward to that game, Clint? A <sighs> little bit. Little bit. Little bit. 
Now, in May, the governor of Oregon has decided none of those fans will be going because he knows definitively what life is going to look like in September, in mid-September. Just why can't we just sit quietly? I, you know what? You're, my mom, Happy mm. Mother's Day belated to all the moms out there <laughs> listening. That was the first time my your mom, mom heard Happy Mother's Day from you, isn't it? Come on now, okay. don't just make it. My mom just, doesn't listen. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast, Clint. No, if, if don't say previous, no. previous statements that I've heard about your mom on this podcast render that to be true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, my mom taught me if you don't have anything nice to say, Clint, shut, don't say anything at mouth. all. Um, I have taken that advice and just taken a crap on it, as as you can clearly see on this podcast, because that's most of the time when I open my mouth, I do not have anything nice to say. But if you're a, a, the president of the NCAA or a power that being if you don't have any clear cut reasoning to say something, maybe just keep your mouth shut I, for a little here's, while. Here's another, here's another thing that I like to live by, uh, Daniel. Under promise, over commit or over uh, uh, perform. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's what I want to do in life. So, how about you just stop saying things so that when you say nothing by mid September or nothing until students are back on campus and things are going well and numbers are trending and now you look like an idiot that have to go back on what you said? Like, it's just a no one. Just stop talking. That's all we're saying. Just shh. Speaking of over performing, Clint. Mm. Mm. How about that billboard? Look, here's you the deal, what I'm Daniel. To say? I, I'm not going to lie to you. Mother's Day dinner, I cooked, I prepared. You ate billboards? Put on the table. <laughs> they were they were symmetric squares of billboards. <laughs> what if you served your wife just 14 billboards for and you called it Mother's Day dinner? Well, that's, Daniel, if if the fans knew anything about us, if we were to say that, they would they would take that as gospel yes. truth. Um, no, I I did dinner, got on the table, got it the kids to bed and before i hopped on this recording i had a built bar daniel i i took another one down peanut butter this time and it mm. was good they're delicious um uh, they're tasty they come in 16 flavors uh but not only are they tasty not only do they taste like candy bars they are healthy for you they're high yeah. in protein they are low in sugar. Um, uh, they are a great uh, breakfast replacement. They are low calorie. They're high protein. They're high fiber. All the things that you want, including great taste. Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On, and you will get ten dollars off your first order. We love these things. We are sure you will love these things too. Use the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off your first order at BillBar.com. All right, Clint, we are back and we are continuing to talk about college football. This time it is not NCAA president Mark Emmert. No. It is radio personality Dan Patrick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dan's got a thing or two uh, to say about a thing or two. He's been saying it for a long time and he knows a bunch of people in the industry. Okay, so Dan Patrick is not a one-off guy. No, he is certainly not. Dan Patrick... <laughs> Is, is citing some sort of source, which eh, I don't like I'm, sources. I, I don't I like know. I don't like anonymous sources. But I because you know who I feel like anonymous sources? It's dude in a white V-neck in his mom's basement with a laundry in the background. Hey, like that's first that's all, a source first to me. All, yeah. Hey, let the let the COVID take its toll on people in peace, Daniel. Okay. 
That man has contracted COVID. That man has suffered enough. And we're here just dragging his good name through the mud. I couldn't drag his good name through the mud because I don't know his name. Because it doesn't have a good name. Right. Um... Dan Patrick is quoted as saying that he believes, according to his sources, he believes that the likeliest scenario for college football is a 10-game schedule. Is that right, right, Clint? That's correct. He's saying it's not going to be a full slate. Uh, They're going to have to cut down. They're going to do 10 games to push off the start date because a lot of these games happen early season, as you know, in college football. You do some Mm out-of-conference. You do some tee-up games. And uh, then you get to conference play later on. So if you push those off and you cut some of them off, you're going to extend the start of the season till two or three weeks down the road. Uh, so in George's case, uh, now this was a question I had for you, Daniel. So so I'm going to pose it. What was maybe a an easy go-to? George's season next year, out-of-conference games, three on the schedule that are most likely to be cut because they begin the season – Virginia to kick off. Yes. Monroe. And then Eastern Tennessee yes, State. East Tennessee State is on the 12th, on September the 12th, week two. Week three is Alabama. And then week four is Louisiana Monroe. So the first three non-conference games of the year, Virginia, East Tennessee State, and then Louisiana Monroe, you're correct. Obviously, the last game of the season is also a non-conference correct. game. Correct. So what last, was your question? My question is this. Uh, Georgia Tech is on the schedule. Uh, they mm-hmm. they liken themselves to the next up and coming football program. No, nay, not the next up and coming. The already here and establishing itself as dominant force Georgia football program. The number number one, Clint. Correct. Sorry, I, I misspoke you, earlier when I said did you up and know, coming. Did you know that um, Waffle House is an Atlanta restaurant? Did you know that? You know what? Georgia Tech would like you to know that. I, they would I, like you to know. I think I've seen a sweater vest or two in a booth once or mm-hmm. twice in my okay. life on Twitter and the video spheres out there. It's it's Fo- qu- quite nauseating. Follow up question: Did you see all those weights they were lifting on the sidelines, Clint? Before you sully their good name, did you see all that iron that was being pumped? On the sidelines? You know what the weirdest... It's just the weirdest brag in the entire world. It's it's just like sitting across from an actual spelling bee and puffing up your chest that at your family reunion 10 years ago, you won a beer guzzling contest and thinking that's the same thing. <laughs> That's what it's like. You didn't. You're not even. You're not yes. even. You're not even footballing. You're, you're weight training. You're not even doing the spelling bee. Right. You're just shotgunning natty lights. Uh, it's <laughs> it's and you know they're natty lights. It's you. They're always natty lights. Uh, um, so here's so my question. Clint, yes, go ahead. With this discussion as a possibility, Dan Patrick citing some sources, ten game schedule, getting down to that. Would you rather see Georgia Tech or Virginia? off next year's schedule okay well this is this is an interesting choice it's a tough choice i think if you're a georgia fan and you don't think that this is a tough choice one of two things is true one you're an old school old timer georgia fan you're probably you're probably advanced in years chronologically mature I, i completely respect the crap out of your position if that's your position so no, you're not going to get any argument or shame for me. For a lot of Georgia fans in the more um, in the in the younger spheres, this is a trickier decision. Now, 
just to be clear, if it's a 10-game schedule, we don't have to cut either of those games. Correct. We cut the two garbage games. We cut the two cupcake games. And then we get 10 Power 5 teams on a schedule. And that's a really fun time, college football season. That's okay. Great. Now, look, does Kendall Milton get as many touches this year? No, he does not. No. But it's a great time for college football. Uh, we're, we're, having, we're having a blast. Okay. If you have to choose, if we have to go to nine games, or let's mm-hmm. say for whatever reason we have to cut one of those two games, um, you want me to say which one I would prefer or which one I think is the most likely? I want you to tell to me to get cut. I want you to tell me which one you prefer to get cut. Okay, I prefer to cut Georgia Tech, and it's not because of what you think. It's not because I disrespect Georgia Tech as a program. It's not because I don't enjoy watching that game. On Thanksgiving weekend, All right? It is a it's a tradition. I love watching that game. My father and my brother both went to Georgia Tech. Oh gosh, so that's this so is, good. This is a big game in in my family. Now they don't talk a lot of trash because they have eyeballs, yeah. so there's not a lot to say between us. But uh, this is a big game. Uh, I I love playing Georgia Tech. But to, to me, if I have to keep one of these two games, what are the two best weekends to watch football of the entire year, Clint? They are Thanksgiving weekend. Uh-huh. And? And Labor Day weekend. That's correct. And that's when those two games are played. And if I have to choose one weekend to watch college football, and I can only have one of those two weekends, the choice is clear. I have to have Labor Day weekend. Give me Labor Day weekend yep. football. So I'll take Virginia on a neutral site as opposed to Georgia Tech. Daniel, I want you to um, to answer this question. I've put in PTO for four days already. It's on the calendar. Okay. Yep. I want you to tell me what four days I've put in PTO already that's on the calendar that I won't be working that weekend of. Yep. It's uh, Thursday, Friday. And uh, Monday and Tuesday of Labor Day weekend. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Yep. And there's, I, it's it's the most glorious weekend. It's fantastic. I love every bit. Give me Virginia. Cut off Georgia Tech all day, every day, especially this year. Because what it means is we have football early, and we're kicking off. It's down in Atlanta. It's down in the Benz. Give me that all day long, Daniel. Uh, yeah. Hey, we got uh, another new segment. We're going to add add a new segment to the podcast. I'm going to ask Daniel, you be the judge. I'm going to try to convince Daniel of something, and then I'm going to ask him to judge my statement right after this. Daniel, I have a statement for you. Okay. Okay. And it, I'm ready. It pertains to all this talk. We have a lot... A lot of excitement right now, buzzing about Athens. Todd Munkin is in town. We have a transfer quarterback that looks to be... Heard of him. He was my offensive coordinator, by the way, on my all-time <laughs> UGA fantasy. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, people aren't as excited about Todd Munkin as I am. I thought, I thought, every, I thought everyone was excited about Todd Munkin. Apparently, some people... Which, look, I got Garrison Hurst as my running back, uh, and he was the worst starting running back of all time at UGA, okay? That's just like, holy geez, a plethora. You, we talked about offensive coordinators, and you took Todd Munkin, and all, and I went, dang it. 
I yep. said you were. I, he was the second offensive coordinator taken, and the first offensive coordinator taken was not a former offensive coordinator, but former head coach who called plays. So, uh, Clint, there ain't there ain't no good offensive coordinators in the history of UGA. History. That's, that's what we're trying to say. So we have a lot of excitement with Todd Munkin coming in with Jamie Newman as the transfer quarterback, uh, and yet Daniel, this slow start is going to. We've said it before on this pod is going to affect timing routes. Is going to affect communication with receivers, playbook, understanding, Todd Munkin's ability to get these kids in, get them trained up, get them coached up, and get them going, which is going to be a slower start to offenses. It's going to be a slower start to crisp play. And I want to hear, I want to tell you, I'm here to say, I think that helps us, Daniel. And here's why it helps us. Okay. All right. You're going to have to make I, your case. I'm, I'm going to try to make my case. We pride ourselves of being RBU. All day, every day, which we are. There's no, def- there's ESPN. Just go ahead, sit this one out. No one wants to hear from Trash. you ever, actually. Not just this Trash one. publication. Okay. We've been on this pod many times saying so. But Daniel, since we are RBU and we continue to be RBU because we have another stable, people say there's a drop off. And look, we've had a, an embarrassment of riches the last six years. Okay. Admittedly. All right. But you want to talk about in the stable. Sure. All right. We have a stable of highly skilled players who are all over the place bullets ready to load and ready to get going todd munkin we've also said on this pod he's not just the air raid guy go back and look at the running backs that he has worked with he has made them over 1200 yard rushers made them first round draft selections made good players better in his system you've been very excited uh, about one zamir white saying that he's going to have one of the best years we've ever seen correct okay yes i think he is going to have a top 10 individual single year rushing performance in the history of uj football so here's why i think this helps us out todd munkin comes in he's not an idiot he's not a dummy we have alpha males all over the offensive side of the ball now with old head coaches and esteemed offensive coordinators we have a good offensive line returning okay we, mm-hmm. We've cut the fat from it, and that's that is. Listen here, that's not just turning lemons into lemonade. That is a true statement. That's, we cut the fat. We cut the fingers. We cut everything. Everything. We cut everything. Awesome. We get our hands on. By the way, thank. I was so we glad cut it you, all. I'm so glad you picked that up. I was so hoping. Listen, you you ain't going to talk about the offensive line and use the word cut, and uh, I'm not going to jump so on. So glad. It. Okay. Um, we have we have a. Uh, quarterback who knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Very, very smart kid. Um, Matt Luke on the offensive side of the ball. Daniel, I think they're going to come in. I think Kirby Smart is no idiot as well. And I think in years past when we had one Jimmy C trying to be ultra cool and begrudgingly getting put into a mold, I think this year Todd Munkin comes in and says, hey, look, we're going to put in the system. We're going to slowly put it in. Uh, Matt Luke says, I'm going to get these offensive line guys ready to go. We have a stable of running backs. Let's lean up. Let's do what we normally have done where everybody else is scrambling because they don't have the timing. Everybody else is hurting. This helps us because we were built for this. We were going into the next era and we were all having a little bit of trepidation, wondering if we could take that next step. Guess what? We don't have to make the next step. We're already there and other schools have to come down and it levels our playing field and we're in a more advantageous position. Clint, I don't know if you've talked me into it because I don't know that I necessarily agree with your with your reasoning, but I think I agree with your conclusion. So there's that's 
There's something. There's. I think I'm getting there a bit of a different way than you are, though, because here's here's the thing. I don't think it is business. It's going to be business as usual for Todd Munkin because the fact of the matter is there is no usual for Todd Munkin. Mm-hmm. We we there is no script that we can fall back on with Todd Munkin. We're going to have to install something in order to run something. We don't have an offensive head coach, so we don't have that to fall back on. We, we are going to have to install something, but I think this slow start is going to force us to install just some bare bones basics yep. and get right to the point of whatever Todd Munkin wants to highlight and accentuate first based on the talent on the field. I think there's a chance that were we to have more time, you can kind of outthink yourself as an offensive coordinator a little mm-hmm. bit and try to get you try to get your plays and your stuff in versus with a limited amount of time I think what you're forced to do as a coach is to look at the talent that you have in front of you and say hey he looks good how can we get him the ball hey he looks good well how can we draw some things up to try to get him some more touches and that's what you would always hear that was the rhetoric and narrative you would always hear with James Coley is getting our athletes the ball in space um but uh, in, uh, but what had happened was we never did that. I think with Todd Munkin, you're going to have an opportunity to see that right from the get-go. And then I think as the offense begins to develop, I think the real kicker is going to be the amount that we're going to be able to continually add during mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. Look out for this team coming off of the of the bye week. Clint. I was I was going to say you talk about college football in two different seasons, don't you? You talk about first half season, second half season. You want to talk about right. Georgia coming out and bullying some people, and then all of a sudden. Second half, we come out, Jamie Newman's got the playbook. Todd Munkin's been talking the whole time saying, hey, don't worry. The running backs are going to carry us. But now, hey, you and Jorge go have some fun. Oh, my goodness. Look out for this team after the bye week. By the way, first game after the bye week, October 31st in Jacksonville. Oh. I'm just, just oh. look look out. Hey, hey Dan. Look What's up, bro? Out. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Anybody transferring from your program? Any NFL players coming out and speaking against your coaching staff lately or anything anything going on there that you want to talk about? Or Gosh, anything? you just, no? you just hate to see it. You hate to see it, Clint. Uh, look, that wraps it up for us today. We will be back on Wednesday. We're three days a week, as Clint said, during the offseason. We'll be back on Wednesday. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Um, don't forget to leave us a rating or review if you're a fan of the show. And we will see you guys on Wednesday. Wednesday.